Welcome to Be Loud Radio Hour. We are so delighted that you decided to join us. Every week, we'll share the voices, stories, and music from kids all over New Orleans. Isn't that just exciting? But hey, dude, let me keep it frank with you. Turn up your radio, your phone, whatever you're listening to, because it's about to get really good. Like, it's about to get lit up in here. And so, just turn it up, and you won't miss an episode. Be loud. Be loud. Be courageous every day. That's what I'm talking about. This is DJ Frying Pan, and today we're going to switch it up with something new. That's right, we're talking about Frida Kahlo. Let's get into it. Okay, so if you seem to find yourself asking, who the heck is Frida Kahlo, Frying Pan? Let me tell you, you're in the right place. Alright, let's date back to a few years ago. Okay, maybe a few decades ago. Picture this, Frida is 18, walking down the street, when bam, she's hit by a bus. But it's not all bad. This is what sparks her love for art. So she's on bed rest for so long because medicine isn't that great. She's got a lot of free time on her hand and she needs something to do. So she starts painting and she finds out she's a natural at it. She's painting on everything she owns, her cast, her wall, and it looks great. So fast forward a few years, She's getting better, but she's still disabled, and it's not great for her. So she starts publishing her art. She's getting a lot of hype. She was especially famous for her beautiful portraits, depicting her as somewhat of a goddess, with nature surrounding her and bushy eyebrows on her face. So a few years later, again, this is when it gets interesting, because Frida Kahlo has came out as polyamorous and genderqueer. She's one of the most queer icons in history, which was so inspiring and beautiful. She's such a big inspiration in my life and others. Sadly, she died of the age 50 from some horrible disease. She'll always be in my heart. Love you for you to call it. So now you know all about Frida Kahlo's life. I hope you enjoyed. This is DJ Frying Can out. What's up, friends? It's me, DJ Instant Ramen, and today we're talking about the Pastor Mike Fellowship. Be Loud Studios is a nonprofit organization committed to amplifying kid confidence through radio production. Additionally, we facilitate a year-long fellowship for local K-12 teachers 
that want to learn how to produce meaningful audio projects with their classrooms. As part of the fellowship, teachers receive $500 worth of equipment, a personal stipend, and a cohort experience to support them through the process. And all of that work was exhibited this year at our Youth Voice Festival. The Youth Voice Festival was awesome. We had listening tables that exhibited all of our different teachers' projects. We had a live podcast with our very own Be Loud DJs. We had community showcases for partners and aligned organizations to engage with everyone in the community. And we had great food and awesome music. And today, we're going to listen to some of those golden mic segments made by teachers and students all over New Orleans. Are you ready? I know I am. Let's go. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to La Cumbre. The goal of this podcast is to give scholars the opportunity to share their voice. And here, you will listen to different stories about life immigrating to the U.S., how this change impacted their lives, poems, and much more. Our scholars have already achieved so much. Through this podcast, we look to encourage and motivate all who listen to keep climbing. We need something new to change, and with this new experience, scholars will continue to grow their English language while sharing their voice with the world. So what are you waiting for? Tie your shoes, grab your water, your backpack, and climb with us La Cumbre. Hola, mi nombre es Kimberly. Bienvenidos a La Cumbre. Vengo a recitarles mi poema. Te perdono, papá. Papá, solo quería decirte algo muy importante para mí. Te perdono y te pido perdón. Me hubiese gustado tener un papá como el que a ti te hubiera gustado tener en su momento. Lamento no poder entenderte. Lamento no entender las batallas que estás pasando. Pero hoy entendí que tú eres un ser humano como yo, que comete errores y fallas. Perdóname, papá, por a veces no comprender lo que tú sientes y pensar que no tienes sentimientos. Te perdono, papá, por no haber estado en los momentos más importantes de mi vida por necesitar un consejo que a lo mejor a ti nunca te dieron. Quiero decirte que te quiero mucho, te amo y le pido a Dios que me dé entendimiento y amor para ti. Para escuchar más episodios de nosotros, visita lacumbre.bancam.com ¿Qué espera? Amarra tus zapatos, agarra tu botella de agua y escala con nosotros la cumbre. another segment of the Be Loud Radio Hour. Oh, can we listen? I think so. Let's go. Let's go. Be Loud Radio. Turn it up. Hey, this is Shay. I'm an educator at New Harmony High School, and this is my educator statement. I'm a passionate and creative educator who designs transformational learning experiences and projects for both confident and hesitant expressors. To create vulnerable engagement and narratives we want to see in the high school classroom for the collective mission of love and connection rather than fear and alienation. You're listening to Other Voices, a collection of stories told by voices in an effort of anonymity and unity within a generation. Peeking through the window. The kids who handle their parents' relationship in silence. 
It was all pretty normal until it wasn't. My mother had gone through my stepdad's phone and accused him of cheating. It's pretty hard for me to wrap my head around it. Screams radiated through the house. Of course, I had no clue what was going on or what was being said because of the language barrier. I just remembered the severity of the conversation. I was in my room at the time, watching the fan blades revolve. What if he hits her? The thought grew in my mind. What am I to do? What could I do? Call the police? That was out of the picture due to the fact that he was our main source of income. And if he got arrested, he would most likely be deported. This would leave us poor and struggling to keep up with necessities. Trump was president during the time. As the screaming continued, my eyes focused on the fan blades. Revolve. Light taps on my door resonate in my eardrums. My sister walks. Her face was red and full of tears. There are no instructions for this. I can't just Google the answer. Now that my sister was here, she was somewhat translating the argument. Apparently, he was texting another woman. It was hard to understand. I could hear the cries of my baby sister through their raging voices. I got up from the bed and slid my door open. My sister followed behind me. As soon as I entered the kitchen, yells were thrown my way. She was telling me to get out, but I tried to explain I wanted to grab the baby. She wouldn't let me, and we both went back to my room. Days passed, and the house was quiet. The floors were cold, and the walls seemed to shrink every day I had to pass by him. On the church steps. My mother and stepdad made up from the last fight they had, and I'm guessing the whole cheating scenario that happened in eighth grade. But this wouldn't be the end. I had way worse to come. This is one day that will never be able to flee my mind. I don't remember the exact date, but it was cold outside and I had just been dropped off at school. I walked through the front gates with the cold wind eating at my face walking by all the friend groups huddled next to each other. As soon as I'm about to enter the building, I get a call from my sister. Hello, I said. The silence made my heart skip a beat. Mom found out Dada is cheating on her again. My vision blurred and I felt like an 18-wheeler had hit my chest. The phone call had ended and I was already receiving another one. It was my mother. I pressed the phone up to my ear. Hello, I say. Can you come home, please? I just went through his phone and he is cheating again. At this point, I had no clue what to say. Okay, I'll try. I made my way to the office to attempt to check out. The lady in the front office let me go because my mom called the school crying hysterically to let me go. Now sitting on the church steps, waiting for my Uber, my thoughts began to scream. There was just the ambient noise of cars driving by and the voice in my head. 
I just didn't understand. I felt like I couldn't escape it. I can feel the cold concrete through my pants. That was the only thing snapping me back into reality. My phone began to ring again. I shouldn't fear my own ringtone. Hello? I said in fear in my voice. He's here and he just punched through the screen door. My sister says, I'm coming, I'm trying, I exclaim. I don't really remember much of the conversation. It's a trauma block for me. All I remember is imagining him punch through the door. The Uber ride home. Cold concrete pressing on my fingers. Trembling, jaw clenched, I am cold. Vibrations from my phone let me know my rubber is about to arrive. That I want it to arrive is the question. I would have to prepare myself for what was about to happen in what was supposed to be my home. Ready to face what was ahead of me, I let go of the grip on my steps. The cold left my body. As the black SUV pulled up, my mouth became dry. It was like somebody had put a sponge in the back of my throat. Too dry, too dry, too dry to speak. As the words, how are you doing, left my mouth, the feeling of razor blades followed behind. I sat in the car, silent the whole ride, watching trees fly by, watching cars speed off. They just don't even know the emotions that filled the car, silent emotions. As we crossed the bridge, I watched the water flow, wishing I could flow the same. Flow as if nothing was wrong, but it felt like I was about to crumble. Too lost in my emotions, I missed a phone call. I called back only to hear the voicemail tone. I'm five minutes away from chaos. Chaos I didn't cause, but somehow am in. I'm four minutes away from war. I'm two minutes away from tears. I'm two minutes away from the sounds of screams. I'm one minute away from home. You have arrived at your destination. Before I even step foot in the door, I crave quiet. I'm looking for peace. As my feet hit the brick walkway, I tremble. I'm not sure what to expect. When I walked through the doors, but I was ready. At least I thought I was. Upon opening the door, I see a huge hole in the screen as if someone punched through it. I walk into the sounds of screams echoing off the walls. I walk straight to the back of the house towards my sister's room where she lies on her bed staring at the ceiling, tears dripping down her face. After that, my memory gives out a ton on me, so we're going to fast forward a little bit. Now my sister has joined in the argument and well, he went after her. I'm, wanting, I'm running to try and stop something before it even happens. He grabbed them off and sprinted towards my sister who locked herself in her room. My mom blocks him from the door and sustains a bright purple bruise on the side of her ribs for that. My mom forces him to leave the house and throws the mop at his car as he's leaving. In the present. The house isn't as tense in the present, but my feelings towards him are. The house doesn't radiate with screams anymore, and I hope it stays that way. 
I am now about to leave for college in a few months, and the thought of leaving my sisters in that house eats at me. There's nothing I can do now. Your story can be told in an Other Voices collection. Educators and students, here is your call to action to be next. Hello, this is DJ Tam, and you're listening to Be Loud Radio. What's up, y'all? It's me, DJ IR, and you're listening to the Be Loud Radio Hour. This next segment is by Rob Brooks from Sci High. Rob's goal for his students was to create more options for expression. Specifically, he wanted to facilitate transformative and responsive learning experiences in various ways to help his 11th grade U.S. history students determine and develop learning skills and directions. Through this approach, his students created some amazing expressions of their interpretations of change throughout U.S. history. Let's listen to this next podcast that talks about one of my favorite subjects, music. Desensitizing pipelines. I remember I was on um, JSTAR trying to get some evidence for my paper, and there was literally just a whole document about black death and like certain situations. Like, I remember there was this one black woman who um, she got a placement at a university, and she did something, and like the police. You know, overdid it, and they put her in jail. And then, after a while, I think one of them just shot her. And you know, I guess that documentation—it's a good thing to have it like documented and just to show it out. But I don't think that it should be turned into a Netflix movie. Yeah. Especially since it's like real people with real families. I was, I was saying a similar thing when like the Dahmer thing got really big and it was being told from like his views of him as the main character and you were just you were like showing all of these victims and you know it it but it wasn't done in the form of like a documentary this was a show with characters so now you have people saying stuff like oh but he was so high oh he was so cool and it's like that's not, <laughs> these are real, this happened to real people. Like this was a real person and he did these awful things and you characterized him. So now there are people thinking it's okay to dress up as him for like Halloween and stuff. Oh, Dahmer cosplay, that's weird. That's weird because, you know, there are still people who are, who have been affected by that to this day. That's a problem with our generation. Like, especially like on TikTok and other social medias, don't make like these fam cam videos of like, I don't know, the Columbine shooters or something. I'm just sitting there like, why? No, seriously, the internet has desensitized a lot of people to gore and death. Mm -hmm. Just like my 15 year old cousin, she really likes watching true crime. And I never understand that because this is real stuff that's happened to real people and you're watching it like it's, you know, like it's a cartoon. It's not, it's not good. The fact that you can sit down and consume media that's just telling you over and over how these heinous people have done these heinous things to these people and you know, it doesn't bother you at all. That's an issue. 
that's an issue how so many people are so comfortable with consuming so much gore and death all day and be completely fine with it. We shouldn't be desensitized to this type of stuff. I think we should talk about it, of course, but it shouldn't be like a thing we're not okay with, but comfortable with. It's becoming worse too because um, I remember now this is a thing that's more popular. It's like live stream police chases and people will just watch it like it's a TV show. People will watch and they'll be rooting for the person who's you know running away from the police and stuff like that. And that's not a good thing because number one, the situation that they're in, like you know, the person who's running away might think that what they're doing is right. Plus, it's not a thing that you should honestly be watching it's, it's just it's not good because like a lot of the outcomes are bad you know some of them some of the people who are running away from the police sometimes they it ends in like a suicide or this that, and the other and I think celebrities have something to do with it too or it's like an aspect because um I remember Kai Senat the um you know the twitch streamer um he was he was watching police chases and he was like rooting for them and stuff like that and of course, you know, his followers, you know, they, they watch him like, I don't know, every single day. So they're like, oh, what is the one is right? No, it's not. It's, again, it's like more just desensitizing. Yeah, and a lot of things have become content. Like I 100% mm-hmm. assure you, if someone was to actually break into the school and try to harass, people would for sure be on live mm-hmm. and making TikToks mm-hmm. and recording videos because um, we as a generation have made it to where our internet presence is one of the most important things, right? So just being in the know all the time on the internet, I've noticed myself when people are talking about like certain videos or games they've played and it's like, oh, this was like the most traumatizing thing I've ever seen. This was like awful. I'm like, I've never seen it. You know, you kind of want to be a part of it and then I've seen some awful things because of that. And there are people who are get genuinely addicted to this stuff. You should not be able you should not be able to watch videos of people killing themselves on, you know, live streams and broadcasts. That should not be a thing that you can do. But there are people who watch that for hours and hours and hours and now they're thinking about violence and death all the time. And that's a lot of the time. Um a pipeline that people go through that do heinous things because a lot of the time when you're stuck online for a long time, um, chronically online, as they call it, you, the internet's a really scary place and there's so many things you can see. And when you're a kid and you don't have anyone else to talk to, you know, like you're kind of alone, you're by yourself You most of the time, you find solace and camaraderie in people on the internet but a lot of the time that can be very dangerous if you get into the wrong things it leads you down a pipeline and now you're curious and you have unlimited access to the internet you can see anything you want to so you find one video and it leads you to another video and it leads you to another video and now you have an awful addiction and that happens with everything like that can lead you down misogynist pipelines um racist pipelines violent pipelines you can it's 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 definitely been a special interest of mine for a long time because i definitely saw myself going down a path like that when you don't have a lot of people you relate to in real life 
and you have this huge world where a bunch of people relate to you, you just get lost in there and you lose sense of what's going on around you. And now you're like, well, none of you understand me, but these people in this little box understand me. So all of you are crazy and I'm right. And you start, it, it messes with you. It really does. It ruins you psychologically. And I feel like that's something that's happening like to a lot of young people now. We don't know how to interact with each other. We can only interact with the things in our phones. It's a thing too that really is not talked about enough. And I feel like, especially like in school settings, but I feel like the whole reason why it's like that is because not a lot of people who are older understand. Because they didn't grow up with internet. They, they don't know what it is. They just use it as like part of their jobs or I don't know, to go on Facebook and see if your aunt's doing okay or something. But like with us, it's like we're so young and we see the full potential of it. And it's like it's just not regulated enough, you know? Like I do feel like there should be a lot of school lectures. Like, you know, like the lectures that we have like outside high, it's kind of like a thing where it's like, I like those lectures and I do feel like they should be part of the school, but like also at the same time, I think we need other stuff too. Like, you know, especially like just like internet access and things like that. Like, I don't know, talk about how much pornography affects somebody. You know what I mean? Especially that, like, it's just, it's just not talked about enough. And I just, it's a thing where it's like, not a lot of people know how to deal with it. Yo, 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 it's me, DJ IR, and yes, you're still listening to the Be Loud Radio Hour, and I want to give a special thank you and a shout out to all of the students and teachers that put their hard work into making those awesome segments. I cannot wait to hear more next week. If you want to know more about Be Loud Studios and the Pastor Mike Fellowship, check us out at www.beloudstudios.org or hit us up on Instagram at Be Loud Studios. We look forward to hearing from you, and in the meantime, Meantime, stay tuned, because this is the Be Loud Radio Hour, and it just gets better. DJ Anime Kid. Hey, this is DJ Dynamite. DJ Yo, this is DJ Devil Ray, and today you are listening to Be Loud Radio. Louder, 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 louder. Thank you for listening to the Be Loud Radio Hour. We are really grateful to our hosts and all of our community partners for sharing their work. Want to hear more? Follow us on Instagram at Be Loud Studios. Stay tuned for next week and remember to be loud. Be loud. Be courageous every day. That's what I'm talking about.